Christmas makes everything twice as sad, Doug Copeland. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Alright everybody, welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, I'm your host, Jamie Ward. Um, yeah. You always know I'm not happy when I don't play the theme song, that's alright, maybe we just need a new theme song. Uh, let's get into this week's story, it's kind of short, but... I actually don't hate it. Pat had been dead for two years now. He resided, or haunted the house, as the living might refer to it. Wandering the halls, tending the life as usual, watching Tiffany as she ate, slept, and cried for a year after he died. Some days it was heaven, but not like what someone would normally think of as heaven, This was not necessarily a paradise, it was simply an afterlife which Pat's soul existed. One that he could call too tragically too soon, with the tiny concession that he could still spend his days observing the love of his life and feel close to her. What made his being heaven, other times made it hell. No one knows the rules of being a ghost. Books and movies have depicted various guesses, some based on little tidbits of information gathered here and there from supposed real-life hauntings. Others, completely fantastical fabrications made from the minds of creatives. All in all, they're good guesses. And fiction is often an attempt for the living to help explain emotions, especially in the event of nearly indescribable questions or tragedies. So Pat spent his days like a shadow, walking wherever Tiffany walked, sitting wherever Tiffany sat. He especially enjoyed being present when she bathed. Although Pat no longer manifested the need for physical sensation, the memory of how they'd share their love for one another through touch was as close to a sensation of titillation that he could still appreciate. The first year was difficult. Pat was with his love the whole time, and yet he had never felt more distant. He could not communicate with her, Despite his best attempts, he tried yelling, reaching for her, even knocking things off the shelf. None of these things did any good. Tiffany cried a lot. She woke up every morning having alternated between sweet dreams, fantasizing about the life the two of them never got to finish. Other mornings, she would awaken to find herself already crying from the memories of once happy days that would never exist again. It was selfish of him. But Pat took the slightest solace knowing that Tiffany was not having an easy time without him. It was Christmas time. Tiffany still hung a stocking for Pat beside hers. She no longer cried, but stood silently with her hand on the wool ornament. She closed her eyes and Pat stood behind her. Reaching out with his hand, he placed it where her heart was. They both stood still, but only one of them knew they were both there. Tiffany spent Christmas Eve with her sister Veronica and Ronnie. Veronica was her normal self, forcing small talk that no one wanted to participate in, and acting oblivious to the apathy of the others. It's been two years, said Veronica. You should really think about... No, said Tiffany. I'm just saying, said Veronica. You deserve to be happy. I was happy. 
Tiffany pushed the food around on her plate, staring intently into the pile of mashed potatoes that she didn't even realize she had molded into a sloppy image of Pat's face. Ronnie shot a silent look to Veronica, pleading with her to drop it. Veronica nodded her off. Tiff, you know I love you, said Veronica. Love? said Tiffany. Do you know anything about love? You exist in a loveless marriage with this safe man. No offense, Ronnie. None taken, said Ronnie. You're happy, but no one else is, because all you want is a comfortable life and to possess people you call your family. Veronica stopped eating and was glaring at her sister. I thought I was in love with a man, said Tiffany, and he got killed. Then I really was in love with a man. And he died too. So fuck you and you're not having to work and your homeowners association and your baby and all the things you've ever wanted while life doesn't seem to let anyone else get any fulfillment because we might dare to have the slightest dream beyond your fucking white picket fence. Pat watched all this go on and he wanted nothing more than to tell Tiffany that he was there, that he loved her, that he felt her love. He would have traded the rest of eternity for just that moment to tell her to be with her. Dinner finished in silence, and Tiffany said her goodbye to Ronnie. She acknowledged Veronica, but neither of the sisters said anything. The drive back to the house she once shared with Pat seemed like the second longest drive she'd ever taken. She was unaware that Pat was sitting in the passenger seat, his eyes glued to her beautiful face every mile. I love you, said Pat. I will always love you. I'll love you forever. Tiffany wished she could talk to Pat. The hardest part was not losing the love of her life. She'd done that once before, and it was hell the first time. No, the hardest part was not having the friend that once she shared everything with. If only Pat, her friend, had lived... All she wanted was the comfort of someone that knew her so well, and perhaps she would have had an easier time dealing with the death of Pat, her husband. She got to their house and pulled up the driveway, made her way into the garage. She closed the door and sat back in the car seat. The vibrations of the engines rocked her like a gentle massage. Why did you have to go? Tiffany cried. I haven't gone anywhere, said Pat. He tried to throw his arms around her neck. They were unable to hold her. Tiffany sat in the car. Pat realized what she was happening. No, yelled Pat. Tiffany sat and closed her eyes. No, I love you, don't do this, said Pat. Tiffany let out a small cough and then turned off the car. Don't, don't ever do that again, Pat said. Tiffany walked in the house and went straight to bed. Pat stood over her and watched her as she fell asleep. Most nights he would lie next to her. He no longer needed to sleep, so he would just watch her as she slept. And he'd try to feel close. It was Christmas morning and Pat woke up bright and early. He looked over at the other side of the bed and realized it was empty. He was alone. 
Tiffany had died two years ago. Pat must have had the same dream he had most nights. The one where he died and she was living out the rest of her life without him. He didn't know whether it was a good dream or a bad dream. He only knew that it was all his mind would let him think of. He made his way downstairs and into the living room where he had still hung a stocking for her. He put his hand on the wool ornament. Merry Christmas, said Pat. I love you. I love you, said Tiffany. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week, I guess, because we're keeping this up. All right. So uh, until next time, we'll see you down the road in Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh yeah.